Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Happy hump day. Happy first day of November. Seven minutes after nine on News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. This is my dumb little show. And the phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. Uh, let me ask you a question, a very basic question. Uh, then you give us a call and, and let us know what you're thinking. Do you feel safer in general uh, under Joe Biden? Do you feel safer today with Joe Biden as the president? Just curious. Uh, we've been talking all morning about this uh, exchange uh, uh, with uh, Josh Hawley out of Missouri. And, uh, well, a couple of interchanges uh, with Mayorkas. Uh, it was a national security hearing. Uh, how do I translate that? How screwed are we? That's kind of what the. <laughs> that's kind of how I look at it. How screwed are we when it comes to national security? Right? So you got Mayorkas, who's a soulless piece of crap uh, running uh, Homeland Security. You got uh, uh, Anthony Blinken, who is your very mediocre and unimpressive and equally soulless uh, Secretary of State. And you got the d- director of the FBI, Christopher Ray, And this is uh, the audio that we played a lot of earlier. You asked him that question. Or, would you say the U.S. is safer under Joe Biden? And he didn't answer. Uh, he, 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 we'll play the audio in a little bit. He, he, he did, you know, there's this long extended pause, which kind of became the news story that uh, everybody's focusing on. And uh, the, the rather flaccid uh, response he gave, sorry for the graphic, uh, was, well, the terror th- threat is heightened, of course, and uh, I'm very happy with what law enforcement is doing in conjunction with, uh, oh, you know, all these other uh, people who are focused on this, and uh, they're they're doing a, just a su- super job, man. I'm paraphrasing, of course. But ask yourself that question. Well, I, most of you already have an answer to that question. By virtue of the fact that you're listening to me, we probably agree on this, that we're kind of screwed right now as far as national security. Let me ask you this. What's going right? <laughs> as far as national security, what are we doing correctly? What's what's working like gangbusters? What's uh, strengthening uh, our ability to protect and defend American lives? Uh, I can't think of a damn thing. I mean, do I have to stack it up? Uh, whether it's the fact that we've had an open border uh, in the South for, uh, well, since Joe Biden sat his feeble, creaky ass into the Oval Office. Rolled back a lot of uh, refugee policies uh, in the f- during the Trump era that uh, and encouraged people to come here for health, free health care, free money, the odd Kamala Harris T-shirt, you know, and, and they came. We now know, and we've known this for a while, but we're really hearing some of the numbers about. Not only all the cartel bad guys that are swarming the border, but uh, also all the terrorist bad guys that have been traipsing across the border since we opened her up. And stuff you're hearing a lot about these days. You know, and we've talked about this before, all the young men who don't have anybody with them except other young men. Uh, we heard about this last week from our own government's information, from the data provided by your government and mine. That we have all kinds of folks who are on terror watch lists, who match a certain designation of people you should be paying a lot of attention to because they're either coming from 
uh, countries that sponsor terrorism or their own movements and activities and associations lead experts to believe that they're involved with terrorist organizations and we're just letting them come across the border. We don't even really know how many of those people are here. We were talking earlier about something that flashed up on the TV there about people need to be prepared for a 9-11 here for another major terrorist attack. Well, think about it. If you've been letting dudes stroll, terrorist dudes stroll into this country for a number of years now. And, uh, you know, I was talking earlier about how you look at a lot of that stuff that was going on last year with power grids going down. You know, food processing plants catching fire, train derailments. A lot of it seemed to me like a dry run. Let's test this out. Let's test that out. We've we've had more of these hacks where these, uh, you know, these, these, you know, they hack into a system and say, well, you give us so much money and we'll, we'll dehackify your situation, you know, whatever, your system. A lot of it felt like dry runs to me. Uh, so as far as future attacks here, well, all I got to do is it, it doesn't have to be all that elegant or, or complicated. You just say, hey, go, you start killing people. Right? Where they got a gun, you get, we, we got guys coming across the border now, apparently with explosives or materials to, that you could use to make an explosive. Hey, start blowing crap up and killing Americans. And you have, you know, 30 or 40 or 50 or more, hundreds maybe, uh, attacks simultaneously having Gaza-esque type attacks. We, we, uh, I'm just listing it off, off for you so we can get through the unhappy crap here, but we can, we're trying to answer Mr. Hawley's question, do you feel safer? Are we safer under Joe Biden? And I got to stack it up a little bit for you. A lot of this stuff you already know and probably is keeping you awake at night. A lot of bad guys in country. Uh, China has bought up a lot of uh, land in America, farmland, land close to, uh, well, oddly enough, military bases, military installations. Simultaneously, uh, we have corrupted the justice system in this country to the extent to where we got a lot of bad guys on the streets who shouldn't be on the streets and they're committing all kinds of acts of crime random violence smash and grab you know uh that's all around you that's here in this town man who what mall was it north side mall where uh one of these people that works in department stores and tries to stop shop shoplifters uh found a couple of shoplifters got shot how many cops have been shot in this town uh, within the past year. The blue line is gone. So you got violence and crime in the streets. Our military has been decimated. It's not just all the, the weird focus on woke crap and trannies and who can wear a dress in the trenches and who can't, and who can shower with who. Who gets a safe space to pee? But recruitment's down. Uh, munitions are down. We're stretched to our limits across the world. The economy sucks. <laughs> I, I'm not trying to bum you out, man. I know it's Wednesday and the weekend's on the way here. And we're now sort of officially entering the, entering the holiday season. But this is reality. Middle East is blowing up. Hamas, uh, somehow, unbeknownst to most security <laughs> networks around the world, uh, got a good one in there on uh, October 7th. Uh, we, we have yet to see the Israeli response. People are lining up. Uh, either in this country personally or politically, or they're lining up on a national sense who stands with Israel, who doesn't. 
We're still dumping, you know, kajillions of dollars into Ukraine for some bizarre reason. So, no, you know, as an American citizen, do I feel safer on planet Earth with Joe Biden at the helm? Absolutely not. And, of course, here's the caveat. We're not even talking about Joe Biden because I think you and I both are well aware of the fact that he's not running squat. He ain't running this. He ain't presiding over this country, which means other people are. The people you saw talking to Josh Hawley yesterday, they're the ones actually running the country. So, no, I I don't feel safe at all. Do you? If you're out there and you're a liberal idiot, I'm sorry, that's disrespectful. Okay? If you're a moron who tends to vote Democrat, yeah, that's more respectful. And you're listening to me and you think this is all a bunch of bunk and you think this is crap and I'm just a MAGA hat wearing weirdo pulling crap out of my butt to scare people. Okay? You answer that question. Do you feel safer in this country under Joe Biden? Because I'll tell you what, my next question is, for God's sake, why? And what, what part of you feels safer and why? I'd like to hear that. I'd like to hear the answer to that question. I bet a lot of people don't have an answer to that question. Because you know what? You're just as freaked out as everybody else is. But these days, politics is 90% uh, ego. And a lot of folks who are seeing this country go down the tubes just like everybody else is because of their political affiliation, can't allow themselves to embrace uh, themselves to embrace that reality. But, yeah, things are dicey. How am I wrong? Do, do you feel safer under Joe Biden? 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. The Sean Rima Show. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah, and we're back. Have I thoroughly depressed you? <laughs> News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I was asking you the same question Josh Hawley asked the uh, director of the FBI. Is uh, America safer under Joe Biden? What do you, what do you say? Here's Mitty. Mitty, how are you? Well, yes. All I wanted to know is, did you say something about Josh Hawley from Missouri? I was talking about he was uh, in this oversight committee was talking about, uh, uh, was talking to uh, Christopher Ray from the FBI and Alejandro Mayorkas. And... Okay, Josh Hawley from, uh, well, he's a senator. Did I get the state from... wrong? Josh Hawley. Right, did I get the state wrong? Uh, no, 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 you didn't. Uh, or you're I, just I, trying I... to look him up. No, no, I've already called his, his, uh, his office, but anyway. Uh, Why did you call me? I, I, well, I'm wondering if Josh Hawley is somebody that is that is known. Yeah, he's pretty well known. I mean, I yeah, well, I, I haven't studied oh, his background, but I know of him. Oh, he's great. I yeah. Love him. It's, it's well, I mean, let me ask you. Let me. Do you feel? How do you feel? Do you feel safe or not safe under Joe Biden? Rafe, are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> the whole thing. I I have my house. So, so with with uh, all kinds of things that, that no nobody can get in. Oh, in your house? Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't blame you there. All right, I gotta go. I I have I have a, a, a I have a, a Chihuahua security dog who roams the premises. So you know, anybody tries to get into my place, he'll bite your ankles. She'll bite your ankles if she can get up the energy. 
Um, well, you know, I, I, the, the only thing about days like yesterday with these hearings and these oversight committees is that when you're dealing with this particular rabble, whether it's Blinken or Mayorkas or, you know, Christopher Ray or any of them, they, they just lie with abandon. They lie. You know, Mayorkas, uh, they were grilling him on uh, one of his own employees uh, is one of these pro-Palestinian nut jobs and was posting that crap all over social media. And if you're if you're taking that side of things, you you know you're you understand you're taking the side of people who want to exterminate the Jews, right? I mean that's kind of the club you're hanging with. It was a simple question: Does this person still work for you? Wouldn't answer it. Does this why is this person been fired? Wouldn't answer. So you're dealing with people who lie as a matter of course, and they lie to the extent that they don't even care that people like you and me know they're lying. Okay, as long as the morons are in line and and believe everything they say, that's fine. It's really gotten to that point where there's little or no concern for being known to be lying about, you know, fairly important topics like national security, like Israel, uh, like the border. So while I appreciate that they do this and you get them on the record for lying, what's going to come of it, though? Nothing. In my opinion, and I know a lot of you agree with me again, the biggest threat to national security right now is our own freaking government. How am I wrong there? Here's Kent. Kent, how you doing? Hey, Kent. Hey, Sean. I'm going to lighten it up. Lighten it up a little bit, brother. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. I'll I'll be as easy with this as I can. I was listening to Van Camp and the boys after your show the other day. That's a great show, yeah. And, yeah, and they were talking. Uh, they were talking about some magazine that that's got out the latest. Uh, I guess you'd call Christmas gifts or whatever for, for popular your woman. popular gifts for your woman. Yeah, right. And they were talking about a twenty-four karat gold personal device that a lady uses that reaches the right spot, and it's. It's got it's plated with gold. Yes, it's gold plated. Yes, that gives a totally new definition to the word gold digger. <laughs> oh man, see how you are. Thanks for the comment. Thanks, thank you. <laughs> you know, I don't really think whether you got gold on something like that or not that that would really help with the overall function. You know what I'm saying? How does that improve the functionality of such a apparatus, you know, device, apparatus, whatever you want to call it? Um, I think if your woman, uh, you know, wants, has got on her Santa list, something like that, but it's got to be like encrusted with diamonds or gold, your issue is with the woman. You, you, you're with the wa- wrong woman. You're, you're with a woman you shouldn't be with, and she's going to ruin your life if she hasn't already. Speaking of which, and I'll talk about this when we get back. Well, I want to talk about the Rangers. We're going to happy it up here. Sometimes I like to get all the unhappy crap out at the front end of the show so we can have fun for the rest of it. So we'll talk about the Rangers because I'm enjoying the hell out of the Rangers. I hope tonight's the night. Okay? I think it might, it may be. We'll see. I'm not an expert, but that's my gut feeling. And uh, secondly, uh, this is a very disturbing story involving a, a milkshake from Chick-fil-A a Grubhub driver, and something really bad that happened. 
And I think it's a communist plot. Well, that's coming up next. We'll talk about that. Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. There's never any FOMO with the iHeartRadio app. You won't ever have to miss out on your favorite shows and contests with this radio station again. Radio 24-7-365. We're here when you want us. Stay connected and listen anywhere when you download the free iHeartRadio app. Listen to this station anytime, anywhere on Odyssey. Odyssey is your new audio home for all the music news, sports, and podcasts that matter to you. Odyssey. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Talking only the big issues. I'm just so happy the pumpkin spice is back. Fall's biggest issues are here on News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. Phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. Got it. it just, uh, something hopped into my brain there. You know, I actually saw a couple of days ago pumpkin spice flavored Twinkies. Pumpkin spice flavored Twinkies. That's an abomination. That's against God. That's just wrong, man. That's communism at work in our own country. Um, phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. i got to bring up a stupid story because it's, it's just caught in my mind. And I'm having issues with this story uh, on a number of different levels. And I want to put it past you and see what you're thinking. 210-599-5555. Um, I don't do Grubhub or Uber Eats. We, we don't get food delivered beyond sort of the standard, you know, if we want a pizza. You know, we'll go to the usual sources and get a pizza delivered every now and again. But we don't do the, you know, home delivery stuff with, with food. Because everybody does it now, right? You want a Big Mac, you can have some schmuck bring it to you for an extra $10. This uh, came into our lives during COVID. I don't do it. We we used to do it every now and again, usually around payday because it is a little pricier. But then uh, one thing you don't do is rip off my wife. You, you don't rip off my, especially when it comes to food. You know what? Especially when it comes to freaking wings. You, know, you don't rip off my wife when it comes to her hot wings. You just don't do that, man. There's certain lines you do not cross with a chick who grew up on the deep west side. So we stopped with the Uber Eats and the Grubhubs when uh, we uh, ordered a bunch of uh, wings about a year ago, and uh, the driver took off with our food. And, and we had to spend the entire evening tracking down our money for our stinking wings. Don't screw my wife on the wings, man. Bad things will happen. So we don't do this anymore, but people still, it's still quite popular. And in Utah, uh, in Utah, you have a Grubhub driver who was delivering an order from Chick-fil-A, which brings up a, a second personal aspect of this. I love Chick-fil-A. I love Chick-fil-A because it's delicious food. It's yummy. Uh, I love Chick-fil-A sauce. In fact, this I keep a bottle of Chick-fil-A sauce in my refrigerator because I eat Chick-fil-A sauce on everything. I put Chick-fil-A sauce on cereal. I love it so damn much. It's freaking brilliant. It's delicious. And frankly, I also consider Chick-fil-A to be Jesus food. I feel like I'm supporting Jesus. I, I feel like I'm supporting my faith. I, I, I'm, I'm being sort of funny. I really like the company. I really do. I mean, the, the the people that work there are all really nice. They're very helpful. You know, the food is good. I, I like patronizing uh, a business that where the fan the family lives their faith. They're faith based people. the The business itself is faith based. You can't you can't buy curly fries or you know waffle fries on a Sunday because they let their 
employees go to church and stuff. Don Morgan is Jesus food. I support, and uh, James, I support Chick-fil-A because it's tasty and it's Jesus food. And I feel pretty good about that. You know, I'm no <laughs> biblical scholar. No, you're not. Not at all. But I do know this for a fact. Yes. Chick-fil-A not mentioned in the Bible anywhere. Well, it should be. You know, if they ever write, if any of these <laughs> ever get around to publishing any of those Gospels that, you know, they don't want published or whatever, you know, there, there ought to be at least one verse, thou goest to Chick-fil-A and do my will, you know. And, and There's if, nothing in there about give a man a drive through I'm just saying in there. Chick-fil-A is Jesus food, in my opinion. I, I don't <sighs> mind spending my money on their food. Okay. Give a man a drive through and he'll eat six <laughs> days a week because we're closed on Sunday. Right. Yeah, you are. <laughs> if your ass falls into a hole on uh, on sun on Sunday, you're still going to order Chick Fil A. Um, I'm just saying, I like Chick Fil A for a number of reasons. So you have a guy who gets a Grubhub order from Chick Fil A. Now a lot of people are up uh, it, bringing up the Jesus factor. A lot of people don't like Chick Fil A. They think they're anti-gay. They don't like gay people. Even though I know a couple of gay people who uh, are managers at local Chick Fil A's, and they do quite well. So, but they don't. You know, they got reasons for not liking Chick Fil A that are jive and stupid or whatever. What have you? Got, m- my man orders some Chick Fil A. Grubhub driver delivers the food. Dude goes to take a sip of his tasty Chick Fil A milkshake, and it's not a milkshake. Oh no! You pr- didn't you see this story? The dude peed. In his Chick-fil-A milkshake. Oh, come on. He micturated in his... And, and when they when he's caught about it... I have trouble with this story. Okay, follow me on this. When they asked the Grubhub guy why he gave the guy, a, a instead of a tasty Chick-fil-A milkshake, a cup of pee, he said, well, I was so busy, I was going to the bathroom in a cup in my car so I didn't have to stop. Oh, my God. No, no I have two... I, 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 yes. This was a Chick-fil-A thing. I think he was making a statement. He was peeing in the milkshake because he hates Chick-fil-A because he thinks they hate gay people. So I think the driver's full of crap. But help me understand something. And I'll, I'll prove my thesis here in a second. Uh, you could deliver Chick-fil-A to me tomorrow. and I, Now, even when I was drinking and I was a little unaware, you could have delivered Chick-fil-A to me. And I always order a tasty milkshake when I get my, uh, my uh, specialty deluxe, okay? I'm telling you that even drunk off my gourd, if you handed me a cup of pee, I would not make it to the straw stage. Do you know what I'm saying? You would it, pick I up would, on I the would fact notice that... that something's amiss about my milkshake, and I probably wouldn't taste it. I might look at it and determine that's not a milkshake. Okay, there's something else going on here. Or the smell, perhaps, would signal me that something's not right. This dude takes a sip of it, and that's when he discovers it's not a milkshake. Okay? I don't understand what's going on there. I don't understand that. You walk into a, into a room in my house with a cup full of pee, and I'm going to figure that stuff out fairly quickly. I'm going to notice the distinct lack of whipping cream. Okay? I'm going to notice the cup is a little warm. Not cold like your standard milkshake. My other issue is that I do. <laughs> oh, there's more. Good. Awesome. Well, the guy says he did it by accident. Okay, I get a chocolatey, delicious milkshake from Chick-fil-A. It's got a little dome thing on it. 
It's, right. It doesn't look like a freaking Dr. Pepper. You don't need a dome thingy on a soda. You put a dome thingy on a Chick-fil-A milkshake because of the whipped cream and the cherry. So you're telling me this guy accidentally peed into a domey thing on a milkshake? <laughs> That'd be kind of hard to do, man. Domey thing. You need a little freaking aim there. You don't accidentally go to the bathroom and pass a little hole in a domey thing on your Chick-fil-A milkshake. I think it was a statement against Jesus and against Chick-fil-A. That's what I think happened. I think no, I'll, I show, I'll show this Christian Utah weirder, weirdo. I'm going to pee in his milkshake. Now, why he didn't think he was going to get caught is mystifying to me, but he's probably under the age of 25. So, you know, I, I, I don't know. This whole story smells. It's just, <laughs> just like the milkshake. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't know why the guy took a sip. And I don't know why the guy is bothering to lie saying it was a mistake, because obviously it wasn't a mistake. No. He had to get past the Domi thing. Some weird guy that gets his jollies by doing things like that. God knows. Some strange fetish of some sort. What he's doing in other people's orders. Yeah. So he was fired. I'm glad for that. But don't try to tell me. Are you trying to tell me that you somehow micturated in a milkshake with a big plastic Domi thing on it and a little quarter-sized hole at the top? I'm not buying it, sir. It doesn't quite add up. My wife agrees with me. We both talked about this case last night while we were eating Chick-fil-A. So I don't know. Something you just can't trust the media at all these days. I think it was uh, somehow involved with uh, it's a a communist thing. It's a slam against Jesus. And that's my final statement. (laughs) 210-599. You understand that I'm basically a housewife now that, you know, I have a lot of downtime, you know, with everybody working and going to school. And these are the things I think about. I actually visualized the milkshake and the domey thing on top of it saying, there's no way my man accidentally peed through that domey thing into a, into a milkshake cup. Doesn't happen. Not in my world, pal. 210. <laughs> All right, let's, leave. let's just let this go. 210-599-5555. Every single one of you is going to eat Chick-fil-A now, and you get a milkshake. You're going to be looking at the Domi thing, doing the physics in your own mind. Mm-hmm. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Do you mind if I have some of your tasty beverage to wash <laughs> You're certainly entitled to your opinion. Opinions. My opinions matter. We listen to yours. That's what I like about talk radio. News Talk 550 KTSA. In my opinion, you guys are doing a great job. And FM 1071. Yeah, man. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi, 210-599-5555. Whatever's on your brain as we, we go through the news of the day. I try to juggle stuff because uh, if we just stick to the news, it's damn depressing. <laughs> so we got to have some happy in our lives, like the Rangers, man. Now you you know I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a sports expert by any stretch of the imagination. All right, I'm not a baseball expert by any stretch. Scott Robbins is the guy uh, that, that uh, knows his baseball. All right, I like what I I like watching baseball. There's a zen quality to it for me. I grew up in a household uh, where a lot of, you know, my dad and brothers uh, both played baseball and watched baseball. It was always on. The Orioles were always on. I always found something comforting about watching baseball. As I've told you a thousand times, I also suck at it. I, I throw like a girl. I'm afraid of the ball. And I, I respect people that can do stuff that I can't. 
And I think baseball is a very hard game to play. And so watching dudes who are the best at, at, of the best play baseball is so much fun to me. It's very relaxing. Takes me out of the out of the world for a little while. Uh, and the Rangers are are kicking ass now. It, 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 there is something really interesting about my relationship with the Rangers this year, in that I I never really followed the Rangers. I've been here in Texas fourteen years now, and I've never actually followed the Rangers. I mostly followed the Astros, like like most people, frankly. And this year, just as happenstance, we were trying to save some money. We had a bunch of channels we don't watch, so why are we paying for them? So fairly fairly close to the beginning of the uh, baseball season, we chopped a bunch of channels. One of them just ap- happened to be accidentally the channel that carries all the Astros games. So we started watching Rangers because we could see the Rangers games. So this is the first year, really, that I've devoted most of my baseball watching to the Rangers. And it's been a lot of fun. They they have been a lot of fun to watch this year. And now they're at the uh, at the uh, World Series. They they won last night, and they handily won last night. They uh, and I'd forgotten until James uh, reminded me that Aldonis is uh, Garcia's out. Uh, he got injured. Uh, and he's a home run hitting crazy person. But uh, w- without him, they they won pretty handily last night. I think it was. 10 to 0 in the third inning. Uh it was just a, you know, they just owned the 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 diamond for the whole game and it was fun to watch. I I I said this earlier on Warren Rhyme. I think the, the the coverage I think is a little biased towards the national coverage is a little biased towards the Diamondbacks. But tonight obviously if they win tonight it's over. They they they're World Series champions. And I just think it's kind of interesting that the first year I actually watched the Rangers and follow the Rangers they end up going all the way. So I, I hope the game goes well tonight for them. If they don't, we'll get another game. That's cool. But I, I just I like it when someone who is underappreciated or, you know, doesn't get the spotlight, you know, a lot of times. And I like when they do well. And that's in all things in life. So I'm happy for them. They played very well. And I I again I'm not a sports expert, so don't call me up and ask me about like freaking batting stats and stuff like that, because I have the faintest idea what you're talking about. I love baseball, but I still have to ask my wife technical questions every now and again, like, what did that mean? You know, (laughs) it's kind of who I am. But it's been a lot of fun, so I I hope. This is also, as I mentioned earlier, then we'll get back to the hard news of the day coming up at 10.05. And boy, it is hard news. This is also one of those magical things that my mother-in-law and I, you know, absolutely agree. Like, she and I don't talk politics. We, we, it's not a good idea. We don't talk politics. Uh, you know, and uh, we, we have a great relationship, but we both love the Rangers, and she's loving this. And so I'm getting, you know, really cool texts from my mother-in-law. But I hope tonight's the night, you know. I think, that, I think it'll be, I think tonight'll be the night. So, you know, anything that brings my mother-in-law and I closer together... James, my mother-in-law is a type, and I, it's her. She has a really wry sense of humor. You know what I mean? She's got that just a, a real, you know, pungent sense of humor. It's a little off base, a little edgy. Well, that's that's why you and Syria get along so. well. That is why, because my wife's the same way. Yeah, my mother-in-law is the kind of person that will come into the house and ask me a question, but then go, "Oh, I forgot. 
uh, Miho, you don't have any power or authority. Let me ask your wife. Yeah, that's just how she talks. Oh, a little, a little jab <laughs> in the back, a little knife, oh, a little jab. Miho, why am I asking you? You, you can't answer my question. Let me ask your wife. You know, that's our relationship. You know, little jabs here and there. It's a good we, one. We both agree on the Rangers, and uh, so you know, I hope it's a it's a fun night for us. So we'll see. Go Rangers, man. I think it, and I also do feel somewhat personally responsible that my, maybe my personal magic is what carried them through because I am watching them. I think I did this. I think it's because of my magic, my personal magic, and uh, my Jedi-like qualities uh, and attitude are, are what carried the day. I, I'm I'm kidding, of course, but I hope it goes well. When we get back, uh, yeah, we'll talk about some more unhappy stuff. Well, you know, the new, it's not a great news day as far as world events. Everything still sucks. But there is a, a story out of the uh, Pittsburgh public school system that I want to bring up because it's, it's, it's thematic of, of, of what is going on right now as far as the next generation and whether or not, you know, frankly, this freaking country can survive. And I hate to be a Debbie donor, but, you know, increasingly, I don't know. I certainly don't think America is going to survive in the form it was in that you and I grew up experiencing and and came to know and love. I think the old America is gone. Some people are happy about that, I suppose. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back five minutes after 10 on News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. How are you? How are, how's your day going in the world right now? 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. I, I know I spent a lot of time talking about just the unrelenting nausea I feel at watching all this anti-Semitism. And anti-Semitism is the nice way of saying, you know, hatred of the Jews. And, you know, it's global. It's not just here. We had some freaking weirdo who at a McDonald's in jolly old England uh, decided to uh, show his support for the long-suffering uh uh, uh, you know, nonviolent people of Palestine by spray painting a bunch of mice uh, the colors of the Palestinian flag, spray painting mice, and letting them run through a, a McDonald's while shouting, you know, blank Israel. Um, watching, and again, maybe it's because I was a student of history or World War II. I did a lot of reading on it, and a lot of my generation did. I mean, we we we're kind of the last generation that had you know, really decent history teachers and, and a curricula that uh, taught us and made us intellectually curious about world events, especially world wars and the Holocaust. And it was just a different era, I guess, that we grew up in. It's sad because we're only, we're not even, as I've been mentioning, not even 100 years away from the death camps. And we got people out there, American students, Americans, blank Israel. Uh, and I, I, it's just, it really does turn my stomach to watch this stuff because these are predominantly young people. The professors are, are in on it too. A lot of adults in the room are, are, are on this trip right now. But I think obviously what we're seeing is, uh, the, you know, we're, we're seeing, I guess the extent to which I guess it's cool to hate Jews, you know. It's it, it, but in America, especially, it, we 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 sacrificed, if you will, damn near an entire generation of young people 
80-odd years ago, or almost 80 years ago, to rescue Jews, you know, a, lot, a, whole, a whole lot of other people, but to predominantly rescue people, Jewish people, from being shoved into freaking ovens. Those were also 19 and 20 and 22-year-olds who, who did that. People who'd maybe never been off the farm, had never been out of their own small town in their existences. Suddenly they're on transports to the going to the uh, uh, beaches of Normandy, parachuting in to uh, combat the fascists of the Nazi party uh, uh, and, and of the Axis powers who were about the business of eliminating people from the face of the earth. Genocide. And here we are, again, a handful of generations later, and you got 19, 20, 22-year-olds, blank Israel, calling for the death of Jews, you know, uh, to the extent where, you know, Jewish students on these, on these campuses have to hide and be, you know, kept away and put in safe rooms like you'd see in Israel. It really turns the stomach. And it, 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 a part of me is like, how did we get here? How did we get here in such a short amount of time? And I, I, I have to go back to, and I, I have friends who are teachers. I have very good friends. I got family who are uh, people I consider to be family who are who are educators, and they're devoted teachers, and they're devoted educators. They're they're fighting a bureaucracy, and their own kind of deep state. I think within the education system, but. You know, that's what's at play here. They, they, they literally have infested the education system of this country. Ideologues, zealots, people who hate the Jews, uh, to not just dumb them down, but to kill anything uh, uh, resembling intellectual curiosity, critical thinking. And I saw the story out of... Uh, Pittsburgh, and this story perfectly illustrates what I'm talking about. Okay, did you know math is racist? We've th- this is not a new thing. We've talked about this idea of systemic racism and patriarchy uh, throughout the education system, even when it comes to something like math. And the Pittsburgh uh, ed- uh, public education system is uh, going to uh, bequeath $50,000, I, I suspect possibly even more, to uh, a consulting firm to teach about, uh, you know, racist math, uh, about racism in math. Uh, this consultation group will provide the schools with, quote, additional foundational knowledge, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> of anti-racist math uh, pedagogy and tangible learning experiences that can be implemented with students. They're they're talking about the idea that because math is really not objective, because math is fairly absolute, two plus two equals four. Two plus two equals four is the basis, really, of all mathematical understanding. It's it's really that simple. You can't cloud that with your biases. You you can't change that or alter it based upon what social or cultural or ethnic prism you look at it through to you have two things right you add two more things now you have four things well that absolutism of math is racist it that is objectivity itself is racist 
Uh, the purpose of this series is to equip educators who have completed the Anti-Racist Math Workshop Series Edition to develop and lead towards a more cohesive... Now, uh, see if you can make heads or tails out of this crap. <coughs> to a more cohesive and aligned math instruction praxis across classrooms, departments, and schools. They need a new praxis. I'm a fairly literate fellow, and I had to look up the word praxis. I, I had no idea what they were talking about in this context. I, I you, you take the word praxis out of the mix, and I don't. It's a that's a word you don't hear very often. A praxis is a, an accepted way of doing things. A praxis is, uh, I guess, what you normalize, what you make normal. This is the way we do things. So, in other words, what they're saying is. We need to normalize the idea that if you don't know that 2 plus 2 equals 4, it's okay. And you're still going to pass the class. Uh, I, I, I saw this, uh, there, this, I got this article from Fox, and there's a couple of uh, bits from the, the course itself. This is what they're going to teach teachers to teach math in a more equitable, non-racist way. Listen to this. The concept of mathematics being purely objective is false. Upholding the idea that there are always right and wrong answers perpetuate objectivity as well as fear of open conflict. Understand what we're saying here. Objectivity itself has become racist. Objectivity. Now, what, what is the point of all this? I mean, very obviously, math can't be racist. It can't be racist. You, you, the two things are two completely different. They're alien to each other. The idea of something being racist and math, you, you cannot mix the two. So they got to go into the uh, weird world of how you teach math. And apparently, if a black kid can't tell you that 2 plus 2 equals 4, it makes him feel bad and it makes him feel oppressed. That's the argument. But what's really at play here? How do you end up? With grown-ass adults who have been through middle school, high school, a couple of years of college, and, and they can be so completely screwed up in the head and so blatantly ignorant of historical reality that they're out there basically crying for the extermination of the Jews or, or screaming about the extermination of the Jews. How do you get them there? It starts with stuff like this. By saying objectivity itself is a bad thing, you are killing critical thought. Because the, what do you fill that vacuum with? If teaching that 2 plus 2 equals 4 is racist, then let's not do that anymore. <clears throat> so where do we go now? What's the next praxis? The next praxis is, hey, uh, 2 plus 2 is uh, what we tell you it is. 2 plus 2 equals what I tell you it equals. And we don't want you to question that. In other words, if I tell you that Israel are the ones who are engaging in genocide and atrocity, uh, then that's the truth of it. And it doesn't matter what you read. doesn't matter what you've seen with your own eyes. Israel is guilty and they need to go. See what I'm saying? That's the trap. That's the that's how you intellectually travel from math is racist to all these young, useful idiots. I guess you could call them these just empty-headed morons with their Palestinian flags 
and they're you know blank Israel. That's how you get there. That's all. That's also how you maintain the status quo of uh, corruption in government and the deep state. That's how the deep state continues, because these are people who are willing to have their truth and their reality dictated to them. We have primed this or primed this kind of thinking since the their earliest days in preschool. That's what's at play here. Math is racist. Well, I think you can, at least from my perspective, I think you know what you can do with your praxis. Uh, 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Coming up, more of the electrifying commentary and spot-on opinions you count on us for. This is the Sean Rima Show. Hey, this is David Van Camp, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. Talking about, uh, you know, math is racist and in Pittsburgh. And this, and, and it's, this is not peculiar to Pittsburgh. This is going on in one form or another across the country in our public school systems, which... Uh, under the guise of you know equity and and trying to help the black and the brown kids uh, uh, step up against racism and oppression, you know you're not teaching math because it's racist. You're not teaching uh, the same uh, uh, writers and authors uh, in English class because they were all racist and it's all white supremacy. Blah blah blah. Science, you know, forget that. History, hi- history, what? What's history? And I, again, my the- and then we'll take the calls here. My my thesis is that we're you know it's been at play for a while now to really create a few generations of people who have absolutely no critical thinking skills. They don't have what we used to call a well-rounded education about history and basic science and math and reading and writing and all that stuff because these people will accept whatever you tell them, and they won't question it. They won't have the ability to question it. I think that's where we are. Uh, In other words, that's how you explain a lot of these idiots in the streets, you know, with the Palestinian flags and all that. Here's Elvis. Elvis, how you doing? Another great day. Looking beautiful out here on the streets. But if they're going to give them all them breaks, I mean, if you brought back my school teacher from, say, the fifth or seventh grades, not only would they be appalled, but they'd probably have a heart attack of what they're trying not to teach. But can I get back all those hours of study that I put in? Can someone <laughs> reimburse me for all that? Can I get I all the money? Uh, can I get all the money I've paid in property taxes that have gone to the education system? Can I get that back too? <laughs> and yet they want raises. They want no. more money, more money, more money. I don't get it. Secondarily, with the Donald Trump going on trial for the property issues, mm. shouldn't every realtor in the nation be shaking in their boots? As an example, I look at a property downtown. I research the tax, the history. Okay, it's at two twenty-five. I figure I can get it for three. When I call the people in charge of the property, bro, they wanted two mil. <laughs> wow. I, I I I am you know I am ex, ex, you know increasingly thankful that my wife had the acumen to get us into a house when the housing market was was great, uh, and we got a great price on our house because the housing market is going down the toilet too right now, and I'm certainly not an expert on that stuff, but I I know what I'm seeing and what people tell me, 
uh values of houses are dropping and uh, it's it's you're right you're, you're right about all of it again i think so the call elvis we kind of cycle back around sorry, i just quoted jen Saki. we circle back around to the initial question that josh hawley asked christopher ray yesterday out of the fbi is the u.s safer under joe biden you can also ask yourself this question are you doing better or worse under joe biden economically whether it's the value of your house how far a dollar carries you in a grocery run, paying your bills. Um, a lot of people are in this situation, uh, and I'm kind of there too, where, you know, at different times when things have gotten tight, you you, you go to the uh, the credit cards. Credit card debt is is going through the roof, and it's not because people are living beyond their means. That's how they're living inside their means. That's how they're... People are now used, they're not using credit cards for luxury crap and crap they don't need. They're consolidating bills. They're paying bills with credit cards. Uh, so, yeah, are you doing better under Joe Biden? And again, we, we toss out the caveat that whenever I say under Joe Biden or reference Joe Biden as the president of this country, we, we all know he's not. Someone other is running the show right now. And whoever they are, nobody voted for them. But are you doing better? I mean, you know, I, it's sad that there are all kinds of folks who are aware of what's going on. You are. You see what's going on on just about every level uh, concerning the future of this country, whether it's the education system and, and all the nonsense that's going on there, uh, the economy, the border, the military, the Middle East energy, all of it. I mean, you know what's going on, but holy Jesus, the one thing I'm realizing, there's so many people who just are blithely unaware of what's going on, even though they're paying the same amount for a gallon of gas, even though they're still getting knocked over at the grocery store every couple of weeks just for buying the same crap they always buy. But there are a lot of people who are choosing ignorance in this situation. And frankly, that's what the Mayorkas's and the Bidens and the Anthony Blinkens, and the Chuck Schumers, frankly, they need a steady supply of stupid people for them not only to continue their power base, but to accomplish whatever it is they're very obviously trying to accomplish with the future of this country, which is disastrous. It's ruinous. They can't be that stupid. There's got to be intentionality in a lot of these things. And and again, for that to work, you need a lot of stupid people. I mean, talk about objectivity. If you objectively look at how 2020 went down, don't tell me that election wasn't screwed with. How many people do you know? Oh, here you go. If you bring that up, oh, that's old news. Oh, you know, you're sore losers. Right? And when you engage with somebody who says that to you, you're talking to a moron. You're talking to a freaking idiot. And baby, we are pumping them out of the school system right now. We are. It's a it's a it's a it's an assembly line for for stupidity and ignorance. So, you know, yeah, are you doing better? Do you feel safer? I would say the answers to both questions will be no. Objectively speaking. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Smart speakers and us make smart listeners. Most of the time. Tell your smart speaker to play KTSA. Yeah, man. 
News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071 1036. I'm Sean High. I am an OS, an original slacker. And song always takes me back to my youth. Um, speaking of youth, how was Halloween for you last night? I it's funny because I a uh, couple of funny things because I, I maybe you noticed this as well, but I I didn't have as many as I normally do. In fact, I'd posted earlier in the day. You know, we bought a bunch. We we bought the twenty one dollar bag of Halloween candy. We have most of it left. I've been borderline diabetic for you know about seven or eight years now. I'm going full on diabetes at some point because I'm just going to be sucking up the candy. And I even posted earlier in the day about how you know I really like my neighborhood. I I, I genuinely do. I got a it's a family based neighborhood. We got a lot of kids and families, younger families. Halloween rolls around, and we always get a steady flow of trick-or-treaters. You know, the old-fashioned way, mom and dad there at the end of the driveway, and they send the kids up, and it's it's nice. I, I like that. I, I like vestiges <laughs> of the old America that are still kind of hanging on, you know, and the fact that kids, little kids still trick-or-treat in my neighborhood I always thought was really cool. And this year they really weren't there, and it's, it's I, I think what happened – First off, a little chillier than we're norm, you know, used to here in South Texas. But I did notice there was a lot of trick-or-treaters walking through the neighborhood before the sun went down. Uh, after the sun went down, we had next to no... I think I had one little girl that came up to the house with her mom. That was about it. A couple of 14-year-olds at one point. But they just, they just weren't there, man. And uh, I, I'm not exactly sure why that is. Again, maybe it's, it was a little chillier. I don't know. Maybe the, the the crime going on. They're they're worried about the kids being out there after dark. I don't know. I felt bad. I, I my neighbor is uh, kind of new to the cul-de-sac, and I feel bad because I I told the guy you know I told the dude you know a couple of weeks ago he's asking me will you get a lot of trick or treaters I'm like yeah we, yeah we get a pretty fairly steady uh, flow of kids for about an hour and a half. Normally we're still getting knocks at the door you know up till eight o'clock at night. And so my man gets a table and he sets it out the end of his driveway there because he's prepared for you know the uh, a flow of uh, trick or treaters to to come on by and they weren't there man I feel like it's partially my fault I gave him false hope but I we were out there just talking now James and I, I and Don I don't know if he's listening but I, I forgot something really odd happened last night and I forgot about it and now I just remembered when we were talking about it. There was a grown-ass adult in my neighborhood dressed as a fat clown. He was a, it was a guy dressed as a fat clown, and he didn't have any kids around him. <laughs> Good. <laughs> and he was just a clown, a, a clown dude. And my neighbor and I are standing at his table there, and we see this fat clown. He kind of walks up, does a little dance, and walks off. Awesome. <laughs> Un payaso gordo. Yes, whatever you just said. <laughs> Fat clown. And I, you know, and I'm thinking this is a, an adult who is just walking around being a freaky deaky clown just to do it. Awesome. And I don't know if that's cool or not cool. I well, think I, I, it was mild, mildly amusing. My neighbor's like. Man, did you just see a fat clown like dance and then walk away? I'm like, yeah, dude, it just happened, right? We just saw that. I wonder who he is. Like, I know I want to know him. I wonder if he's listening. Hey, hey, you. Were you the fat clown in my cul-de-sac last night trying to freak people out? Was that you? You ain't got no hobbies? Ain't got no woman? 
You know, and I just thought it was kind of interesting. <laughs> he thought to do that. He came up with this plan. I'm going to go out and freak people out being a freaky-deaky clown. Mm-hmm. I'm glad my wife wasn't out there because clowns freak her out. She can't oh, that's a clown right. thing. I forgot about She's that. She's got a clown thing, like a serious clown trip, man. You don't clown. You don't put clown face on around my <laughs> wife. Don't clown around. You don't. I, you know, I mean, you know, with the makeup, I clown around in other ways. Right. But I'm glad she didn't see it. She had to go to therapy or the, at least the chiropractor. You know, and just some fat dude. I don't know if he's fat or not. I think it might have been a fat costume. Just an adult in a clown costume walking around, doing a little weird dance, and then walking off. I thought that was interesting. I like didn't it. Didn't ask for candy or anything. No, just he didn't of... talk to us at all. Right. He just did a little weird little dance and then walked off. And I, I, I guess I kind of think that's cool. Well, that's, I guess that's kind of cool. It's a little odd. But I, I don't know if I do that in certain neighborhoods in this town. No, no, no. <laughs> My neighborhood. They're shooting people at Macy's, dude. Okay, I, I'd be careful about da- doing the clown dance in the wrong neighborhood. My neighborhood sounded like a Puerto Rican street parade. It was <laughs> awesome. They had they had a DJ, a in, DJ. in one garage. He was garage. telling me they had a freaking DJ, man. Oh yeah. my god, that's great. Yeah, the people were partying, and uh, the guy with the DJ, it was a lot of bass, and I could hear it through the walls of the house. And right. I mean, they were partying. Right. And it sounded like Don Morgan the whole night. It just a guy with a deep voice. Yes, it sounded like. So I'm laying in bed trying to go to sleep, and I hear DJ. Puerto Rico, whatever, and it sounds like Dawn and kids screaming, and I'm like, God, lights off, lights wow. off. Wow, we we had very little except for the weird clown guy. It would have been nice to have a DJ or you know work up some energy. Yeah, did you have Get a lot of people going? Well, you know, but you know, it, it kind of worked out for us because now we got a big bowl of this twenty one dollar candy that's not going anywhere, but down my gullet, you know. So right. I, I, there's that. But it's just yeah, kind of odd, weird issue. year, huh? I ran into a similar issue. What's that? I bought a five-pound bag of candy from Costco. Right. And not one trick-or-treater. You didn't get any? No. And then <sighs> I was asking around this morning, and it came. It finally occurred to me that all of my neighbors are over the age of 60. <laughs> <laughs> I think there ought to be elderly trick-or-treaters for that reason, you know, in the communities you know, where there's older would. folks. You know yeah. how long that would take? Well, but you'd only get two or three. It'd take the whole night, but still. Uh, Pushing their walkers down the street? Ugh. I think that'd be sweet. You know, I can give them candy or granola bars. No, little fun-sized rolls of Rolaids. Come on. <laughs> Instant mashed potato cups, you know. <laughs> Some so Werther's originals it. send them on their way. No Werther's, no. <laughs> what a catastrophe to give an old person uh, Werther's. No, you could give them, you know what I mean, give them some pudding cups. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Some jello. Well, I'm just saying, if you're in a neighborhood that's just old people, why shouldn't you have elderly trick or treating? Yeah. Again, it'd take a while. I got you there, but there, but for the grace of God, go I. Someday I might be an elderly, elderly trick or treater, looking for some pudding. More about the One president coming up in a few minutes. A What's that? You'll be a guy walking around in a clown yeah, I can't, suit. Now I can't get that guy out of my mind. I just keep thinking that there was a grown-ass adult walking through my neighborhood just trying to freak people out in a weird, creepy clown costume. That's different. That's all. I wonder if he planned it. Is this something he thought about, you know, for a long, you know, did he plan this in a week? So I'm going to go freak my neighbors out dressed like a freaky clown. If not, I he... have one question. Yes? One question. 
Were you eating mushrooms from the backyard again? No, I was okay. sober. I, I was not All under right. the influence of anything. Okay, just making sure. If this were 1987, maybe. I might see the odd, cl- <laughs> might see the odd clown that's the- <laughs> Hell, like 2017. 2017. <laughs> ah, a few months ago. It's entirely possible I would have seen a clown. You're doing that much hydrocodone, man. You might see the odd clown that ain't there. But no, right. I was sober as a church yesterday, and I saw a clown. All right. 210 <laughs> <laughs> My neighbor saw it, too. You can't mutually trip, all right? We both can't have the same hallucination, all right? That's impossible. I saw a clown, and so did he. I swear on a stack of Bibles, I saw a clown. <laughs> if you don't believe me, you can run me over with that funny little car. Here's uh, Chris. How are you? Hey, John. Hey, hey. are you sure you weren't looking in the mirror? Oh, oh, oh. I'm not fat anymore, pal. That's not me. That's my hernia mesh. All right. I'm thin as a rail. I just got a lump. That's all. It's not my fault I got a lump. What? I did 155 street tacos last night. Oh, you were the guy doing street tacos. Oh, wow. Yes. And we had That's people, badass. and they were doing Instagram stuff, and I mean, there was people everywhere, and my next door neighbor across the street was doing hot dogs, the old uh, hot dogs from the, uh, wow. the ones for the, wow. for the uh, baseball game. Well, thanks for making me feel like crap, because just me and my my neighbor all alone with a with a fold-out table and nobody coming to get the candy, and except weird-ass like- clown guys. Not two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Stay connected to the very latest News Talk five fifty KTSA and FM one oh seven one. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. Phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Uh, if you want to comment on any of the stuff that we've uh, that we've talked about over the past uh, couple of hours, feel free to. Mark Lee Van Camp and Robin's on the way. I love that show. Just three dudes talking, man. Um, well, you know, uh, uh, we're hearing more now that, uh, politically that I guess the Biden administration is losing its Muslim support. Uh, In fact, I'm looking at a story right now. It's playing out on Fox news. White house dodges on Biden's slip and Arab Muslim support. Um, I don't know why I seem to be <laughs> taking that side on things. Well, remember the Muslim families started st- sticking up at the school boards and they oh, got yeah, into yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, you're and right. They, yeah. And they were like, hey, hey, what's going on? So the Muslims are like, no, no, no. I forgot about that. You, you know, a lot of the gender drag queen sex book crap. Uh, we did, uh, I forget where it was it in Michigan, I think. But we started to see um, Muslim parents showing up, and yeah, that when it comes to sex books in the library, they're a smidge conservative. But you know, I I I don't right now. What you know? I mean, we we talked about this yesterday. That on the surface of it, they you know, oh, we're we we're standing with Israel. 
But what are they actually doing? What do, what do you see them doing more than anything else? Will they hand it over a few million bucks, however many millions of dollars, to quote-unquote the Palestinians? We found out, oddly enough, that most of that aid money went to Hamas. Couldn't see that coming. But they did it. You know? Uh, we got billions of dollars going to Iran, uh, who is largely believed to be the sponsor of the Gaza attack. Um, you can't, you don't hear any member of this administration. I mean, KJP had to actually walk it back when she was originally asked about anti-Semitic violence and hatred in in the country since October 7th, and she immediately launched into preaching about Islamophobia. Made the comment that, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, Muslim Americans are predominantly, you know, Enduring hate crimes above all other communities. She couldn't explain where that's happening. But even now, you know, even when she tried to walk that back, what was her walk back? Oh, well, we don't support hatred in any of its forms. What have we heard as far as our relationship with Israel? Uh, most of it has been, hey, watch what you're doing. Make sure you're taking care of people's human rights. Don't go to, you know, don't be too hateful and extreme when it comes to your response to these, uh, you know, people chopping off the heads of Jewish babies. You know, there's always kind of been this this uh, disclaimer with everything that uh, comes out from the White House concerning Israel. That the Palestinians this, the Palestinians that, you know, be judicial in how you respond, you know, be cautious of human rights. In action, it seems like they're pro-Hamas all the way. So I'm not sure why Muslim support. Maybe, I don't know, maybe Muslim support is dropping for Joe Biden right now because a lot of Muslim Americans are upset about how the Palestinian people are being treated by Hamas. Maybe a lot of Muslims are anti-terrorists. Maybe a lot of Muslims uh, in this country are concerned about terrorism themselves. And they're seeing uh, Biden or the Biden administration, this bunch of folks, you know, real world supporting the bad guys over Israel. I don't know. But uh, they're obviously concerned about uh, losing Muslim support uh, in this country. Uh, so much so that you're you're starting to hear about it, but I, I don't know. Uh, they've been trying to walk the line in, in many ways uh, to say stuff. I guess that's supposed to make both sides feel better, but as far as what they've actually been doing, you know. And I, frankly, I'm one of those people that thinks uh, you shouldn't be telling Israel what to do in any regard. I, I don't think it's our place, despite being their ally arguably their strongest ally, at least we used to be, I don't think we ought to be telling them what their response ought to be or shouldn't be at all. Uh, They're the ones that were attacked. Uh, How much restraint they show is their call, man. I mean, we're learning more about this video that was put out by the Israelis that uh, I believe it's like a 40-minute film or whatever of footage of the atrocities committed by Hamas in the October 7th attack and then the days afterwards Martha McCallum got to see this uh, only uh, I think about 100 journalists worldwide 
were allowed, they had to go to a movie theater, I believe a special viewing place, to see footage of the carnage and the atrocities committed by Hamas against uh, the Jewish people in the kibbutz, in Israel, in Gaza. They're, 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 they, w- they wanted somebody, other human eyes, to see this. And I've been watching Martha McCallum a lot of years. I have a lot of respect for her. She's one of my one of the, st- well, the only reasons remaining why I continue to watch Fox News at all. And Martha McCallum, I think if you've been watching her for you know any length of time, you know she's pretty steady at the wheel. Not a lot uh, causes a flutter in, in her eyes as far as news or seeing something shocking. And when she was talking about it yesterday, you could see in her eye that she's disturbed as hell about what she saw. So I, I think, uh, yeah, we're also hearing now more, and we'll, we have to close it out, but we're hearing more about, you know, be prepared for major terrorist attacks inside this country. I think if you're not preparing yourself for that, at least mentally and emotionally, you're not paying attention. Yeah, I'm thinking something's going to happen here uh, in, the, in the next year, year and a half or so, and that's pretty much the time frame we're hearing from experts. Next, the experts, the next 14 months, oddly coinciding with our presidential election, you might see some terrorist activity in America. I'd count on it, man. I'd bet on it. Uh, All right. Well, that's going to do it for me. Again, uh, Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins coming up next. Watch out for weird fat clowns in your neighborhood. Thank you, James. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, Don Morgan, and my good brother Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye. I got to know what a $5 shake tastes like. God, it was a pretty (laughs) good milkshake. Told you. (laughs) 